And we are back for the first episode of 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How was your uh, time off? Couple yeah, of weeks. Good. Yep. Yep. Um, definitely ready to <laughs> come back though. There's been a lot um, on over the winter period. Um, and we start with the very popular Slow Horses. Very, very popular Slow Horses. Season three. Season three. Uh, so you had to binge watch all three seasons. You hadn't seen it. How mm. was th- how was that experience for you? Because when you have to binge watch stuff, things could, I feel like there's 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 not really an in between. It's either you fly through it, or it was a bit of a slog. What for slow horses? What what was it for you? You know, it was a pleasant surprise. Um, my dad got the uh, the books for Christmas. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure uh, who from it wasn't me, but um, obviously, slow horses is a novel by. Um, Heron. Is it Mick Heron? It is Mick Heron. Um, and yeah, uh, there's three. And what I, what I didn't realise um, until I watched it was that each season is based on one book. Okay. So like season one. Interesting. <clears throat> is Slow Horses. Season two is Dead Lions. Right. Um, you know, the English term for the cicadas. Um, when I started watching it, I thought, this is going to be a real slog. I think I messaged you. I was like, this yeah. is trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think like and I replied okay well I'll prepare my arguments because I love the show yeah 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 you, uh, you were saying that you loved it um, it feels like BBC filler crap you know that kind of like cop spy drama thing mm. on brown with like spooks or Luther or Sherlock even Line of Duty like the responder even like stuff like that to an extent um, it's the whole British espionage thing and it's like incredibly cliche. Mm. It's like so cliche, man. Like it's kind of corny. Um, it's basically a, a YA novel, like you know, clean cut hero. Uh, I mean, River Phoenix. River Cartwright. River <laughs> River Cartwright is basically fucking Alex Ryder, isn't he? Like, or like yeah. a young James yeah, Bond. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, and it's like the underdogs. Um, Jackson Lamb is like your quintessential noir detective but of yeah. course this time he's a spy and it's like you know the trench coat the smoking the whiskey at the desk like oh, he does it so well he does and like the whole uh, like even the setting of the office um, it's like down some back alley everything's still on like print out paper like you know handwritten and stuff like it's like it's in the 80s it's like mm-hmm. a spy drama from the 80s and of course, that's the point, isn't it? Like Jackson Lamb is like a, a spy hero from the Cold War. He's like past his time, but still super skilled. The whole it leans so much into the stereotype, um, and the, the, some of the dialogue is so corny, so unbelievable that I thought like this is going to be horrible. But then it kind of won me over. Like I didn't, I didn't find this as much of a, a task to get through as I was expecting. Mm. Um, I kind of started enjoying it. It's hard to say why. I guess it won me over in the same way that a YA novel. Or, or, you know, like your, your BBC filler crap sometimes does. Like, it's easy, it's easy to digest. It's easy mm. to watch. It's just kind of lighthearted. Like, you know, there's a bit of a plot line that you can hold on to. And it's like, oh, yeah, what's going to happen next? And that's kind of it. Just go with it. I, th- I think um, the Slow Horses, the issue that it will have for, for you um, is probably the lack of good story. I, th- I think we have a TV series here that, for, for me, and and I guess I'm a bit of a fanboy like this, I, I, I love the characters. Mm. And and the characters take... When, when, when there's a lack of a story, 
you have to have good characters to get you through. Yeah. And and I find Gary Oldman as, as Jackson Lamb one of the most just brilliantly done um like noir detectives in the you know in the last yeah. few years. It was not brilliant. a detective though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but, but, but like, just no, the way yeah. it, the, the way that you know, he already knows everything. Yeah. You know, he's he, he looks like he can do absolutely nothing, but he's like the absolute best. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and it yeah. and it's like it's everything's like um you you know he's got the answers, but like the way he's presented in the show, everyone else expects so little of him, mm. and because he you know he constantly delivers time and time again, and he's constantly the one that's three the person that's three steps ahead. It's like being embarrassed that someone that looks and behaves like that is three steps ahead of you, and yeah. that just is consistently played throughout all the way through the series, and it's yeah. just so entertaining. But the, the the thing with the characters, you're right, the cliche. But the the characters are very consistent. Yeah. And and again, it's like straight out. It's almost straight out of a comic book. Like River Cartwright, his character yeah. is consistent. He is yeah. stupid. He does. He does. He makes mistakes time and time again. But they're forgivable mistakes. But he overpowers though. everyone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. You know, like he, he gets himself into unwinnable situations. But because he is that that hero, yeah. he will just get himself out of it. And and you know every single character seems to kind of fall into place like that yeah yeah um, and it's they almost a fit, joke they all fit a stereotype they fit a preconceived like uh, cut out don't they and, and River Cartwright is a really good example as well because of course he may, he does make mistakes but they're all forgivable and then his they're evil all mistakes grandfather, that you would make you his know? evil grandfather from the top yeah, of yeah, you know, yeah, MI, yeah. <coughs> MI6 that you know I mean, that burns even, the papers. Yeah, and like you know, like they're sitting around a camp, uh, campfire. Bloody hell. They're sitting around a, a like a fireplace, you know, in like a in a country home, like you know, leather armchairs and glasses of whiskey when they talk. Like it's it, everything's so. It leans in. It ah oh, it it leans into a point where it defines the genre. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's such a representative of the spy, the British spy genre, that it, it kind of becomes. It's almost like the quintessential one, and I think that's kind of you know initially the stereotypes put me off how overdone the themes are how overdone the character profiles are I was like no this is, is going to be another one of these it's boring but then it almost does it better than I've seen it done before Yeah, it's better yeah. than James Bond it's better than Alex Ryder it's better than whatever you know in film do, do Luther you know, I think Luther is a do you know um, Gary Oldman's portrayal of Jackson Lamb reminds me of the Disco Elysium detect- mm. detective Absolutely, yeah, just, I never even I never even played yeah. it, but I know roughly what you're talking about. And uh, like, yeah, just absolute mess, yeah, alcoholic yeah, 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 mess yeah. that just is able to just find his way through these, you know, really com. Well, in the show is trying to present it to you as complex situations, but they're not really. But you know, this detective is so above it all, but they have there are so many personal issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's Disco Elysium's detective, at least. So, so, so. Now you've said it's based, it's three books. I am a bit, little bit worried because season five has been season five. Granted. So we've got a four and five coming. So four's already done. It seems right. By the teaser trailer. I don't know if you saw the teaser trailer at the end. You know. Oh yeah. No, I was like, just it. release it. <laughs> it looks <laughs> finished. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why they. W- I don't know why they would tease a trailer that looks like the whole show's already done mm. and not release it. I, I, I don't really understand that too much, but. Um, I've just seen a headline that season five's been granted, and I'm not surprised because it's probably Apple TV's one of their biggest hitters. This show, um, yeah, I, 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 it's one of those where 
Apple TV is, you know, it's growing, and but it seems to be one of their main players, which means it's probably going to get funded to the moon and mm-hmm. funded to a point where it becomes, a, you know, much lower quality. Well, that's a good point. Arguably, it's already sort of a household name, isn't it? I, the, the, the thing it's got going for it, because it has household names in the show, Yeah, the quality, you know, people, if people see a script and think, okay, this is definitely not what it used to be. Mm. People maybe walk away, but I, I think of... Well, well, even Game of Thrones, right? After season four, five, six. Mm. The writers go off to Star Wars. <laughs> they need to rush. Lose a bit of attention. Lose a bit of focus. And you see a massive reduction of quality in season seven and eight because the writers change and, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and and they, they fund the show that passed the books. Season six now, was the last happened? book. Do we know? I don't know what Mick Karen has written so far. Like how many books has he done? I, as far as I'm aware, I think it's just three. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that they are if if they've already maybe, done four and five. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's more than that. Just a brief, um, a brief Google has revealed a Real Tigers, uh, Spook Street, London Rules, Slough House. I mean, I, I mean, are these all the same series? Maybe maybe he's done tons. Right. Um, so we could actually be on for some consistency, some consistency for at least yeah. a, you know, a few seasons. Um I do have a couple of uh of issues with the plot. I know it's a couple of plot holes. Right. Season two stuck out. The um I really like it was it Upshot, the little like village that um mm. River goes to to oh, uh, yeah. to chase like he's, he's chasing that lead um and he get he chases it to the flying club yeah yeah and he discovers the the sleeping agent the sleeping sleeper the sleeper agent the cicada um you know she's awakened to fly the plane into yeah yeah oh yeah yeah now obviously the you know the twist in that was that you know it's her not him it's yeah. the it's the the mother not the father not yeah, the guy yeah. he's suspicious of I really liked the whole scene uh or all of the scenes actually that whole plot line really um of um river in the in the village pretending to be the journalist undercover um the dinner table scene where like the actual russian villain shows up that was all really cool that was straight out of a james bond like yeah like young james bond series or whatever but um obviously in the end the plane flying into london is a distraction to what because there was like a multiple things going on at once like like was that just to lure all of MI5's attention away to from... To one place. Yeah, to one place, so that they like, they could uh, you know, attempt to assassinate both Jackson Lamb and River's grandfather. Because if that's the case, I mean, you know, River's grandfather just shotgunned the dude at the door like it was nothing. Like, what, <laughs> like, you know, all of that distraction for, you know what I mean, just to get popped in the doorway with a double barrel, like... What? It was warned though, wasn't it? Yeah, by River... But he's like, don't open the door. That's all he says. But this guy is an ex MI five like head. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a like the the you know goat spy from back in his day. He's Jackson Lamb's like peer. Mm-hmm. He's like the only one from that era still going. Like he's the one that is, presumably has ordered the ch- the hit on um uh, Charles' partner that mm-hmm. Jackson's carried out. Like they're like the two the last two standing old guard. Yeah, you're not gonna take him out with like just sending a Russian bloke to his door. Yeah. Even with a plane flying well, into true. central London as a distraction, it just didn't. It just didn't add up to me. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know who I'm criticizing here. Whether it's Mike Herron, because that's the plot that he's written in the novel. Of course, he's based on novels. Or whether it's Will Smith, mm. not the one you're thinking of, <laughs> who's done the he's written the adaptation. Yeah. Um, I don't because I haven't read the books. I don't know how true to the original plot these are. But I did find 
although the plots were cool, they were they were enough to hold on to throughout. Like I did find sometimes there was weaknesses like that. Mm. Like yeah, all I, of that effort for a sleeping agent. I I think well that's true. Sleeper agent. I, but maybe that maybe that's actually what the Secret Service actually goes through. We're not today. Um, what do you think of the uh, theme tune of Slow Horses? Um, I can't really call it to mind at the minute. Uh, <laughs> don't start singing. Well, I, I, I could play it to you so you can. Uh, it was all right. I, 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 I mean, if I, can't I think theme tunes can be really hum. strong. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so we've just. Played. It. I just reminded <laughs> like, you what it sounds played like. Played it off air um, so we don't get copyright. Is it is it on brand with the show? Because it I, is, yeah, it the, is. you can you sometimes get theme tunes that just make no sense. But mm. um, I don't think it's a hard thing to do to get a, a theme tune to fit something quite well. Maybe I'm not appreciating the art in it, but um, yeah, it's a Mick Jagger track. It fits it really well. Um, yeah, I like it. I don't think it does too much for the storytelling. So that's mm. the mood, cool. But like, I was skipping it. You were skipping. I was it. skipping. Yeah. Uh, you know, one that stands out I don't to me think actually. I skipped it, but Sherlock's is good. Yeah. But also Luther's, that massive attack track. Mm. Um, that's really that's really good as well. This really is Luther to me. It's really like the, the same total. Apple's done a Apple's doing it. I think they all these streaming platforms seem to be trying to do their own version of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And seeing who comes out on top. That said, I'm surprised this is on Apple TV because it screams BBC to me. Yeah, I don't think BBC could could, could pull this could off. Pull yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, BBC have hit their height with Happy Valley, I think. Yeah. I don't I ever think, think they'll yeah, get any, anywhere close. It's weird, isn't it? They must. They just have too many writers, I guess. Like the consistency is never going to be there because they've got so many people, you know, writing different different stories for them. I guess. Yeah. Um, the humour, uh, the, the humour within the show mm. always seems to be very well timed. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel like this this show encapsulates something really, it's, it's quite interesting actually, because I'm assuming it's not really a British studio, but kind of probably the only thing good about us is our sense of humour, <laughs> the British. <laughs> and, and this show seems to kind of nail its dialogue and, you know, its comedic timing. Yeah. I don't ever really feel like it misses the mark too much. I mean, I think it's quite corny. But that's not a bad thing. Mm. So the thing that saved it for me, I think, was that, like, you know, because obviously it leans so much into the stereotype that it it becomes, you know, like, just too far. Um, The self-depreciation in it, the self-awareness of it, like, you know, the sort of, like, the the jokes, like, scattered in there. It it does kind of represent self-awareness, I think. Mm. And it kind of like, it just takes the edge off. Um, although I think you could argue at the same time that um, the jokes come at weird times sometimes. Like there's there's not a lot of space between quite violent scenes, quite serious scenes, scenes that you're obviously supposed to be invested in. And then like these sort of comic relief moments. Do you right, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, again, though, True. I don't know if that's because it works on the page. And this is from like Mick Heron's books so and yeah. they're actually really good. Um, and it's just translated to the screen and doesn't have the same effect. I don't know, like because I haven't read the books. As I say, maybe I should. One character that that I noticed in season three that seems to get um, lean way further into their cliche than than ever before is Christopher Chung's character Ho. 
I hated him. He turns up with a he turns up with a Subaru, <laughs> you know, a light up Subaru. Uh, so I like I, his character. I what, hate him. So go, go I delve into him. that because I, I think he'll be one of those characters who will be lots of people's favorite character because of you know you know he's slimy and and he's like you think? I I, th- I don't I think, think anyone's he, challenging Jackson Lamb. No one's no, but like you know, there'll be the there'll be the hipster. Character. Oh, who's my favorite cat? Do you know? Be, you think? There's always he's... a hipster pick, and I feel like look right. So, so what's your problem with Ho? Because I actually I find him quite funny. But look, look, they look, went. Look. They've gone. They seem to have gone over the top. Yeah. this season with his character. Listen, all of, as we've established, all of these characters are like way too cliche. They're way too stereotypical. All of them, um, like literally every single one of them. Um, Diana Taverner was yeah. as well. Web. I no, 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 actually, Spider. Spider, yeah, the Spider. No, actually, brief tangent. Freddie Fox. I actually really like him. I think he's a great actor. Uh, all the way since back, like, from Cucumber. Freddie Fox always, like, hits a mark. He's, he always gets it right. Um, and he plays Web perfectly. He plays, like, he, like, he's such a slimy... Oh, and his death was rough. Yeah. Like, anyway. That's season three, isn't it? Um, no, season... No, yeah, that's season, season three. three, yeah. Season so. three. Yeah, he dies in season three. Um... But no, all of these characters, Webb, Diana Taverner, um, Ingrid, the, the yeah. MI5 boss, like, like all of them, fucking um, Duffy, Jesus Christ. Like they're all such stereotypical characters, you might as well be picking them out of a lineup on a video game, you know. Like, this, yeah, the tank, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, the clean cut hero, the comic relief, whatever. Um, Ho is, of a, of a list of unbelievable characters, the most unbelievable. Like he's just an insufferable twat. They like I feel like the writers have got it wrong. There's nothing like there's nothing redeemable, there's nothing likable, there's nothing believable. You don't believe that he's this like computer fucking genius, like at all. He's just a twat with a laptop. That's it. And he, and he's not cool, he's not funny, he's not he can't even I be believing his own life. Believes it. Yeah, fine. But then if that's the audience that you're writing to, I'm saying it's trash writing. Like if if you're if you're only writing to convince the uh, the separated, you know, bubble of middle class. Well, there's society. a lot of middle aged people, though. <laughs> I'm saying middle aged. Yeah, but it's middle class middle aged, isn't it? Yeah, it's not right, just middle aged. Yeah. Like it's not just anyone. Like you know, you're not you're not playing that. You're not showing slow horses to someone up here. You know, like middle aged neighbour of, of ours here in Scotland, an old lady or something, and she's going, "Oh yeah, he's that's what young people are like nowadays." Do you know what I mean? Like it's so far removed from anything. This guy, this guy, supposedly lives in. Hackney or something, yeah. Britain, wherever, wherever his address was. Like, it, my point is, Ho cannot even believe. Surely, cannot even believe his own lies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, it's not that he's lying. It, yeah, he I can't see even believe his own character. He's, he's, yeah, he's like in a. They are all cliche, but he goes so it goes so far. Yeah, that it that it does get a little ridiculous. It's I like, imagine it's Jay Cartwright from the In Betweeners, almost. Yeah, but like Jay, and it's just there's no place. For there's it there's levels and there's complexity to Jay Cartwright from the yeah. In Betweeners, for yeah, God's yeah, sake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he, like there's an argument. He's that an he's insecure self-aware. teenager. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ho is an insecure teenager that's supposedly working for MI5, and yeah. it's because he's incredible at computers or whatever. Like it's like the writer has just got. It's like Will Smith. I'm going to blame this on Will Smith because I have a feeling that Ho's probably more understandable or believable in the novels. But um, it's like the writer's gone. Yeah, we need a we need like the tech guy, mm. and we're also going to make him 
insufferable mm. chuck that in I think the, the acting the actor's done a terrible job you think okay. yeah I think the, the character's poorly written like sometimes it's hard the whole thing's hard to stomach because of how cliche the, the characters are and how much they conform to established themes and stereotypes but a lot of the time they're likeable River Cartwright um, Standish even um, Diana Taverner they're all pretty like they're all like lovable characters in a way even if they're not believable because they're so bloody cliche. But Ho, nah, I don't get it at all. And they're like, like why is he driving a bus into the building at the end? The <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that about? Like, some, some of us found that funny. <laughs> it's just, it just seems, it seems it so quite, shoehorned yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It was literally like a joke coming through the wall, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was like, I don't know, man. Like, I, it, you know, surely if you're lamb, you're just like, yeah, get out. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. Um... But generally, I think I think you're right. You know, I think there was quite a bit of plot to hold on to here, but it's the characters that save this show. Um, and I almost think the show's on. built on the characters. Yeah, and and then you have a story dropped in mm. that feeds around them or works around them, um, which is not your preferred way usually. No, but the stories there, um, there is enough plot. Not to contradict but, um, you, I think there is enough story. Yeah, um, definitely one that I will. I love. I would watch it. I would probably watch it back again, but this is mm. one for me that if if I could take one current, you know, let's say espionage detective series, I'd probably take this one. That's, yeah, that's I'll actually going. give you that. I'll actually give you that. Um, yeah, it is. It is consistently entertaining, even if it's not believable. It's like reading the, a YNR. The um, the Guardian, um, Joel Golby from the Guardian said it was. It provides just the right amount of looking at a watch and being worried by the time. In terms of keeping you engaged with with the mm. suspense and things like that, yeah. I thought that's that's quite a good, uh, um, it's quite a good phrase. Or yeah, line. fair enough. I, I don't disagree with them. Um, I did uh, one thing I've, I've hated. Another plot point, but it's a relevant to character. Um, Sid, played by Olivia Cook um, from House of Dragon, uh, her character is obviously killed off in the first episode or second episode or whatever. But it's so. Like obviously the foreshadowing event is so on the nose. The whole the ho going. Well, you know, she's probably not dead. Like I can reveal that her records being deleted or whatever. Mm. Like you know she's coming back. You know she is, and it's going to be this big reveal that we're all waiting for. I was expecting it in season three. It didn't happen, but it probably will happen. I don't know whether it's four, five, six, however many you know these books Mike Heron's written. It's coming at some point. The thing is, I don't care. Because and I've completely forgotten. You'd about forgotten it. who she was, right? You know what I mean. Like I, I, so have I. Like you've you've given us so much time with characters to get to know them. Why should we give a shit about this one that's been killed off in the first episode just because she's presumably the love interest of the of the protagonist? So, so you do think there's still something in that? You do still think they might bring her back? Mate, this this is not an intelligent enough writer, or maybe not the writer. You know, that sounds personal. It's not an intelligent enough show story to not bring her back. I mean, it will, yeah, the fact okay. that they killed her off in the first place, I don't care that she's dead. I don't know who she is. I've been with her for 45 minutes. Like, do you know what, like, yeah. And it's the same thing. I, the I amount think of foreshadowing, the amount of on-the-nose foreshadowing, the amount of... Everything about this is cliche. It's not just the characters, it's the story too. It's the story tropes and the themes as well. And killing off, you know, an agent faking their death, getting killed off in the first episode, and then their, their uh, reports wiped, and of course they're not actually dead you know she was a sleeper agent working for a tavern a spying on river and all of that and of course she's not actually dead and of course she's gonna you know just as she admits that to um 
River she supposedly killed off. It's all so cliche. You know she's coming back, but the thing is, I don't care. So what I'm saying is I can criticise the plot and the story for being cliche and leaning too much into the stereotypes of this genre in the same way that I can the characters. Mm. But all of that said, you know, I'm, <laughs> I guess like my bottom line is I've got like a whole list of criticisms, but I really enjoyed this. And yeah. I will watch the next seasons. Yeah. And I'll look forward to Gary Oldman playing, especially um, playing Jackson Lamb again. I, I think as well, like you um, get to a point, I, I then go, okay, what else is my favourite person from this being in? Mm. Um, and I and I was I was looking for an article and, they, and it started giving recommendations and then I was like, well, there's loads they're missing out here. Mm. Um, the Dark Knight, obviously, and there's Leon the Professional, True Romance. This is Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. Air Force One, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. I haven't actually seen that. Well, yet. it's basically this though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and Sid and Nancy about Sid Vicious, but but well, then, you, of course. The Winston Churchill one. The, there's, um, you know, hour. there's the darkest hour. I mean, he is, in, he is in Oppenheimer <laughs> as well. Um, and yeah, I think as I'll probably try and c- consume a little bit more Gary Oldman as it as he time goes on. Very, now, River Cartwright, um, Joe Joe Loden, Jack Loden, Jack Loudon. Um, he was in the Gold. We mm-hmm. missed the Gold, but I've watched it. Have you? Mm. Did you watch it? Nope. I a lot of people spoke you know spoke a lot about it but again I think that kind of fell a bit flat right. um, he was okay in it but he was he was decent in it actually but um, he was putting on this um, really geezery accent right you okay. know Essex, you know South really London geezer yeah. and, it, and it didn't really work um, but yeah that's Slow Horses you got anything else for that for this one I hated Louisa Guy the character not really commenting too much on the acting, but I just hated the character. She was just frustrating. Which one's so oh, um, oh yeah, okay. Men's, you know the the, the what you're right. what's called what's she called in it? Rosalind. No. Her oh no, Louisa. Louisa. Oh Louisa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisa. I got no. I, yeah, I've seen her. Yeah. <laughs> I know she is. Of course, um, they kill off men, and that I thought was a little bit weird. Uh, to be honest, it was it was quite a bold move to actually kill off one of the Asians. Um. But the thing is, of the, I, I don't think Guy works without Min. I, th- I, I liked agree. the dichotomy. I agree. Yeah. I liked the, the two of them. You've killed Min off. I, was, I don't care about Guy anymore. And that, a line that really stuck out to me, and I've heard other people bring this up, and I know it came up in that Guardian article, but when she walks into that coffee shop and accuses them of being thieves and asking them whether they've flown the coffee beans in first class because her coffee in fucking central London was £3.50... Like, what, was this shot in 2008? Yeah. I can't walk down my street up here and get a coffee for sub £5. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're, 3 yeah. Do you know what? In a hipster coffee shop yeah, in Central yeah, London. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's that's... like, oh my God, what, you're flying them in first first class? 350 is like your average coster. Yeah, I wish there were still 350. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that... that, that that's a medium cappuccino. I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think you have... That's a, that's a, that's a dated novel that's not been a adapted as well as it could have been well, at that but, point yeah maybe that is because that is season 3 yeah I'm not really sure when Slow Horses is supposed to be set though maybe it's set in I don't know 2010 they're on the speaking on iPhones aren't they how, mm. how far back is this is this set in like the early 2000s I, do you know what it's probably set when the books are written yeah but I guess I don't know which, when are, the, which are the early teens I think well there you go maybe I'm 
maybe, maybe, so maybe, maybe that's actually was about right. yeah but, maybe that was a temporal but marker you, you, you can't <laughs> surely you can't adapt I don't know I feel like they can't possibly be set then actually because there's so, there's so much modernisation and the actual agency technology and all of that but then they are still writing on paper in Slough House well, we well, need to work out when it's set. <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, whether that's a valid criticism or not depends on when it's set, doesn't it? But really, like that's that's pretty minor. What I was getting at was I thought it was weird to kill off um, Min, Min and keep Guy because Min was a was a better character. There was well, more going on. Season four teased another dead agent, so maybe it's yeah, maybe, maybe it's, it's Louisa. Well, it's probably the bloody Scottish guy, Struan, from the start. You know what I'm saying? But either way, yeah, I, I mean. I'll come back and watch it. I enjoyed it. It's BBC filler crap done really well on Apple TV, I guess. <laughs> well, there you go. If that's the best you can do, <laughs> you can give. 